gets weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Why are you popping all the lids off your beers at the beginning? So so people don't get the ASMR of me opening a beer. Oh, they've heard worse sounds from us. It's just it's, <laughs> it's weird. You know what you look like? I was reading a thing and it was one of this article and it was like the top 10 things that Russians hate about the Americans. That's a hard tangent from me opening a non-alcoholic beer. But it's not all what you think it would be. Okay. You know, you'd be like, oh, the Cold War, that time they lost to Rocky. You know, you think <laughs> yeah. it's all that kind of stuff. One of the things that made their top 10 was they find it hysterical the way that this is to the article yeah. that says that Americans will chop up all of their food into little slices like they cut the whole meal up yeah. and then just sit there with a fork and eat it. Right. And the Russians are like, like a baby. Because a potato comes in a neatly arranged package. No, but you like you just you, you take a bite and then you you eat it. Like yeah. you function. You don't need to like chop up your meal into like bite-sized bits. So I don't know if that's something Americans do. I've never sat down to eat with one because Afraid of Russian snipers. <laughs> I've eaten with Americans before and they were very normal. They just cut off the bit they wanted. No. I mean, okay. sure, they're not sitting there just taking hunks off a sausage and, and chewing on it. <laughs> like a man, like a man. Fistfuls of pickled cabbage. Okay. And st- well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's mm. fucking Russians. Mm. Mm. Again, g- growing up in our period, I think we, we, uh, we thought the uh, there'd be a lot more... Big Russians in the boxing ring. There'd be a lot more living in America kind of battles. Yeah. If only all wars could be fought that way. Yeah. Well, Dolph Lundgren's not even Russian, is he? No. Where's he from? Swedish. He's Swedish. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Nearly nearly Russian, depending on different parts of history, but... (laughs) Yes. But also a little bit Australian. What? Lived in Australia for a while. Did he? Was a bouncer on the Gold Coast. Of course he was. Yes. So if you ever received a concussion, be like, fuck it. Honestly, like, like the guy from Rocky Four kicked the shit out of me. Uh-huh. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. There you go. Before he became, like, famous, obviously. Before obviously. he started cutting off ears. Yeah. You know, with Jean-Claude Van Damme. But there you go. It's amazing the people that have done a short stint in Australia. Mm. So flee, All the good ones. Yeah, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers was born here, I think. Mm. Matthew McConaughey lived here. For like when right, he was for, right. He lived here for like a year when he was like 18. Mm. Something like that. Okay. Um, I'm sure other semi-famous people. Matt Damon's got a home on the Byron Bay Peninsula. Oh, look, no. now you just ruined it. I was all hot and under the collar Please. and then you had to go and ruin it. Please, as if, as if Matt Damon is the worst thing about Byron Bay. No. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> but oh, my, just on a side note, I, I am very receptive to Matthew McConaughey. Of course. By that, do you mean legs akimbo or oh, intellectually? Absolutely. Both. Absolutely. Um, ergon- Mind and minge. And ergonomically. Yes. Um, no, because like he is like, he is just, he's the, and he's very, he's so good looking. And yes. that's normally not in my arch wheel because I find men that are too pretty. I just, I want to. I want to cut him a little bit, you know. Like I just, I, I just find it's not my aesthetic. Like it doesn't make me right when they're too clean cut. Yep. But there's something about Matthew McConaughey. So not a, not a not a uh, um uh, what's his name like a Jude Law no type ooh, of person. I uh, 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 my my vagina actually curls up inward to create like a triple vagina at the mention of Jude Law because I'm just like so physically repulsed. I would rather do the dug up remains of Michael Caine. He's not even dead. Isn't he? No. I would rather do Michael Caine? The dug up bones of 
Richard Burton than have sex with a fully living Jude Law if you could get the babysitter off him. Long the enough. zombie of Richard Burton would sound so good. Oh, mm, brains. Uh, I'm actually kind of, now that I've said it. Uh. <laughs> no one would have believed that I'm here for brains. A voice so good that him and Elizabeth Taylor got together, what, three times? Oh, I know. Oh, my God, that love affair. Oh, oh, they were both so toxic and perfect for each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. But anyway. So what's, what's the we? scale of Liz's fuckability? Because we know that Matthew McConaughey makes it. But your, your vagina's already turning inside out, becoming a black hole. He might have to send Tars in first. Uh, but no, no, no. Like Matthew, like Matthew McConaughey, like, oh my Lord, like Mississippi mudgates, like we are flooding the Delta. Right. <laughs> but was it like, because you know how he's kind of been a little bit, and a little bit broken ever since he did um, <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club? Like he hasn't kind of recovered from that. He really fucked himself up making that film. No, I just, I, I don't know. There's just, there's just, there's something, there's a, I was going to say the ambience. There's just there's something about the aura, the energy. Well, the you dude know. who plays Bongo's naked in his yard. Yeah, I think that's the energy that yeah. I'm just like. Ding, ding, ding. Although, if you do remember, the only time where he hasn't been like a very like other sort of like well-to-do gentleman yeah. was. Do you remember Reign of Fire with oh, Christian Bale? Yes, I do. Yes, his character is the is. I think only in terms of anticlimactic, there's Darth Maul, who yeah. is like Darth Maul, who's the ultimate anticlimactic character. And then right under it is Matthew McConaughey in Reign of Fire. This all like, yeah, I'm American. And I got the big tanks and I got tattoos and I don't have time to wear sleeves. And he goes leaping at the like dragon's head with his axe. All, ah! And the dinosaur is just like. How Spoiler can you alert. single out Darth Maul in a movie that has Gungans and Jar Jar Binks? Don't, oh, don't mention that. <laughs> mention the racism. Oh, oh, Misa, Misa, sell your crack. No, but see, that's just shit. Yeah, Darth Maul promised this like energy, like ooh, he killed ooh, a fucking Jedi, ooh, a Jedi he, Master. He's gonna be all like swinging it around. Every chance he'd be like oh my god i'm gonna find you mm, like with his eyes i'm gonna hunt you down and as soon as they'd arrive he'd get on his little vespa ring, ding, 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 and like fuck off that's, that's how i remember the movie you need to watch it again because he's a badass he fights qui-gon jinn he kills qui-gon jinn he gets cut in half by obi-wan kenobi he gets reassembled with a fucking spider body it's liam neeson in his hippie phase it's like i could have taken him jinn was the jedi who learned how to commune with the force and come back as a force ghost he was a Badass. That's yeah. Come here with the nature, man. Oh. Just because he had long hair. The force, man. I feel it in my penis. Yeah. That film introduced yeah. us to midichlorians, and you still think Darth Maul was the worst thing about that film? Uh, no, I'm saying he's the most anticlimactic. Like he had like they were billing him like, oh my god, he's going to be bigger and better than Darth Vader, and just. <laughs> Some would argue he was, because he survived being killed by a Jedi. <laughs> and rejected by the Sith. Well, well, did they reject him because... Uh, oh, it's the ones that John West throws back? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a bit... Oh, yeah, we'd let you in, you're not quite Darth evil Darth Maul is enough. much maligned. Oh, and then he got on, he got in this little scooter and just... It was a space <laughs> Harley. Cried away. It was not a Harley. It was. It wasn't even a Vespa. It was one of those knockoff Vespers. <laughs> the Nespa from from some part of China. Space China. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just packs up his little sword and off he goes. Double-ended lightsaber. <laughs> I know he was doing something with the double-ended lightsaber, well, and not, it wasn't defeating good. Not to you, apparently. Mm. Mm. That's how, that's how, not even with a double-ended lightsaber. No, no interest whatsoever. Matthew McConaughey, on the other hand. Yeah. Hello. What's the scale? Where, where do they become too pretty? Where's the one who's like, you'd have to be quite drunk? Oh, 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 I, oh, I don't know. See, I don't think of them. What about the guy from like Breaking Bad who looks like Matt Damon after he's been beaten up? The guy who's now married to um, the guy from, Sp the chick from Spider-Man. 
no idea who this is that you're talking about. I'm going to have to Google him. Okay, I have have no idea. But that's like, yeah, no. Like, uh, no, no idea. No, okay. but don't you just find that they're just too pretty? You're, it's like it's like an objet d'art. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, it looks pretty there in the packaging, but I want something that I can take out and bang on the table and literally bang on the table and play with and lose the parts and. Jesse Plemons looks like he looks like Matt Damon. If you took home a guy that looks like Matt Damon, like, but then you woke up and you're like, oh, that's not Matt Damon. No, I'm like I'm not here. I'm not here to like judge because everybody, you know, obviously beauty is. You know, subjective, but personally, he's married to Kirsten Dunst. No, no, I would, I'd not, I wouldn't do either of them. They're not. That's no, 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 no. He looks like a twelve-year-old nepo baby. What about Jonathan Banks? Would you go Jonathan Banks? Would I do the 90-year-old dude who looks like my dad? No. Oh, you're not from Broken Hill. No. <laughs> You've been lying to me this whole time. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't normally just like him too pretty. Like. Giancarlo Esposito. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's the fucking Fring. Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad. Which Have you not seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, I've seen Breaking Bad. The guy I don't... gets his fucking face melted off. That's literally 93% of the characters in Breaking Bad. I can't remember. That's like, this is why I have to look at the, like, I'm so glad they bring their wangs out in Game of Thrones. I can't remember what anybody's name is. Do you have a, a memory that's linked to wang vision? Like you've like a mnemonic, but it's a cockmonic or something. I'm, I'm like a savant, really. You're, you're a degenerate. Don't call yourself a savant. <laughs> Two car crashes, all right, and, like, rugby. You're lucky I can, like, remember to put pants on, all right? I can't fucking... I can't remember Jangle Boy... Who-who? is <laughs> Pasito. I have no idea who that Jangle is. Jangle Boy? Jangle Boy? Honestly, like, I have, like... I have people that, like, I've worked with for years. I still don't know their name. No! No! No, like... It's like I can see why people find him as attractive, but he's he's like in the dad quality, but not in the daddy quality, like Pedro Pascal. Oh. No, no, he doesn't float my boat. Wow, no, y- your boat is a fucking sewage barge <laughs> on the Thames. And I'm not arguing that, but that's how I like to roll. Fair enough. I I wouldn't roll around in the hay. He doesn't he? Doesn't no. Even I'd turn for him. You know, I just Elba. Yes. That's a that's a, a handsome man. He's very pretty though. Mm. No, but he's got a bit rough. He looks like he's been knocked about a bit. Well he's a boxer, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. See? So I'm he's saying, still very pretty. Not too pretty. Yeah, but pretty, but messed up enough to not be perfect. Fair enough. You know? I just I don't like a face that's just perfectly asymmetric. You you are the kind of person though that has sex with people who claim to be New York firemen. He was a New York fireman, all right, and that's patriotism, all right. That's got no, that was my duty. F- that was my duty as a decent human being, all right. After what they suffered, after what New York suffered after nine eleven, it's not patriotic when you fuck someone from another country. I. <laughs> One day I might live in America. You might, and they'll be like, oh. Do you know all of, like, the, what is it, amendments? No. Mm. Did you fuck a fireman after 9-11? Yes, sir, I did. And just, brah, 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 and the flag will, like, drop and streamers, and they'll be like, well, come in, missy. And I'll get salutes as I walk in. I've seen American movies, that's what happened. That's what happens, yeah, yeah. I get my free gun. Yeah, yeah. You'll get a trailer somewhere in Memphis. Say it like it's a bad thing. They'll move you in with some guy that's got a vanifesto where he's just like, only Jesus can judge me, Trump 2024, written in Sharpie. Vanifestos are the greatest. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, vanifestos, look them up, they're the best. Oh, okay, there we go. Well, you can't talk. Like, look at you, you're getting set for your, like, little hunting trip. I need a haircut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to hunt one down. <laughs> Now that you're one of the wild beast people. I'm sorry, do we have to like turn these lights off and just put a little light on in the corner of the room? 
Tell us your stories. I bet I could fuck a fireman better than you. <laughs> Challenge accepted, sir. Done. All right. New York fireman, let's have it. They let women in, don't they? Don't be sexist. Okay. I'll climb that ladder for freedom. Damn straight for freedom. Dun, dun. <laughs> well, that got weird. It's not weird if you salute the dick. Salute the dick? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> what? Everyone's snapping to attention. Yes, sir. Oh, some probably aren't snapping to attention so much as lazily rolling around for a bit. You shouldn't have to give your heroes a pill. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how you're doing it, but they are like, bing. <laughs> that ladder is up to the 12th floor. Thank you very much, ladies. Woo. On a side note, just everyone, if anyone's sitting in an apartment building right now or working in an office building, just look up what fire trucks you have in your area because a lot of people seem completely oblivious to the fact that because everyone's like, oh, my God, like Terry Gifford, there's going to be a fire. They'll just bring the ladder and I'll climb out and oh, like music will play and your shirt will rip open and I'll like, oh, my God, rub some oil and there'll be a cat and it'll be great. Fire truck ladders can only go up to usually about like six floors. Yeah. After that, fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know who knew that? Who? The fireman on 9-11. Those heroes went inside and climbed up a thing. And as oh if my God, this hero did. As if their stress and trauma wasn't enough, one of them had to fuck you. Oh my God. <laughs> They don't have a healthcare system in America. The trauma just doesn't end. Excuse me, I'll think you find I fucked him, but... Was he conscious? Because I'm a hero. Yes. I gave him Polaroids to take back. Did you really? A signed CD and a... <laughs> Did you really? If you're a New York fireman who had sex... <laughs> if you're a person who pretended to be a New York fireman in the years after 9-11 and had sex with Liz... And you've got Polaroids. Send them to realmothman at gmail.com. No, because he is too busy climbing up to the sixth story rescuing a cat right now. All right? rescued your cat. Like a real he? hero. No, that was Ron Perlman. But you know what? It's so weird. Speaking about heroes yeah. and those who rescue others, would you believe that totally brings us to the topic of this week? It's not going to be about us if it's about <laughs> heroes. I was a hero for my other country. Mm. Mm. On your back for America. <laughs> Spread your legs like the word of the Lord. <laughs> I actually think that's one of the amendments, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. I have the right to bear my vagina <laughs> at whomever I do choose. Only if your vagina's a gun. <laughs> yeah, only if it's fully loaded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's only if you want to do anything with it afterwards. Oh, no, sorry. No. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just saying, rights of the body belong to the person. Yes. If it's not your body, fuck off. And if they're dead, meh, laws of the sea. International salvage. I just imagine someone just trying to drag someone into a bath ship. This counts, right? We were both in water. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's not a felony if it's in the water. It's not gay if it's in Canada. Tell me that's not one of the constitutions of Florida. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a felony. The gator defense. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. No, we are talking about a real honest-to-God hero. Okay. A four-legged hero of World War II. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A dog who, a proud English dog who stood alone 
against Nazi Germany. Oh, please don't tell me you had a horrible World War II dog name. And he pissed all over the Third Reich. Excellent. Emotionally, psychologically, but most of all, literally. Really? Which brings us to this week's hero in Making Your Mark on History. Or, we shall fight them on the couches. We shall fight them on the beaches. We will fight them on the streets and we will never, ever surrender the stick of freedom. Or... Great Dane Juliana. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fancy. <laughs> She's a Dane. <laughs> okay, so this happened in the Blitz. Right. Okay, if we go back in our time machine, your favourite subject. World War Two. World War Two. For our American listeners, the Blitz was, of course, the carpet bombing that mm-hmm. happened nightly of London through the Luftwaffe, mm. basically. Yes. Mm. You pretty much just summed up my whole paragraph in one sentence. I'm and- sorry. See, this is, this is totally unrehearsed. I don't <laughs> see your notes. I've got no idea what's going no, on. No, I was like, oh, I could have just said that. Oh, my Lord. Look, the Blitz, it comes from the German word. It was the Blitz created of lightning. Yes. God damn the German language. The problem is it's just so built for war. It really is. It's such a... As Dylan Moran once described it, it sounds like a typewriter eating tinfoil. Mmm. Yes. Just damn it. Yes. It was the most intense bombing campaign since Paramount released its first season of Halo (laughs) or since Disney released Solo. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm, that's what you call a bomb. That's a bombing campaign. Solo was a good movie. Oh, fuck you. Between September 1940 and May 1941, the UK was pounded. Yes. I mean, New York. (laughs) With London taking most of it. Yes. London being my vagina. In these raids, the German Luftwaffe dropped over 100 tons. Did you call them the Luftwaffe? The Luftwaffe! Like <laughs> from Hungry Jacks. Uh, oh my god, that's, that's. The bombing campaigns are better in Hungry Jacks. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, a new unhappy meal. <laughs> I'll have a side of Goering uh, with some Himmler. Oh my god. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure if the Burger Führer rebanding is going to like take off. Whatever you get, it's just very char grilled in the oven. Oh, oh no, you didn't. No, I didn't. Fucking hell. I apologize. Fucking hell. It's not funny. It's not. (laughs) Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Although I accidentally became one for a minute. Yes, I'm not, I wasn't did. saying it was a good thing. I'm just saying it's on the menu. Oh, Jesus. Dig up. In this. I know. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Just watch me scramble. It's all right. It's all right. It's, this isn't recorded. It's all right. <sighs> the Luftwaffe dropped over 100 tonnes. Of high explosives. 100 tons. Over 100 tons. That's fuck all. Like that, those numbers are wrong. 100 tons is like one night. I said over 100 <laughs> tons. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking listen. If, if this is your standard of measurement, New York fireman becomes a guy who has a New York Yankees hat who maybe is a CFS volunteer. They're dropping over 100 tons of high explosives that could be each night. That's probably each night. Dropped all over 16 British cities ended up copping it. Yeah. London was attacked 71 times and bombed by the Luftwaffe for how many consecutive nights? Oh, it was like 70. Oh, actually it was 57. Oh, there you go. There we go. (laughs) Fucking pussies. We still had another 14 in them. 
But you're thinking other areas didn't escape. Birmingham, Liverpool, Plymouth, they were all hit eight times. Yeah. So this isn't just, ah, oh, we dropped a bomb. This is like eight nights where they were just... Yeah. Bristol got hit six times. Glasgow up in Scotland got hit five times. Southampton, five. Portsmouth, three. And there was about eight other cities that had one night of like, what the fuck? We're not London. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's in- crazy how they did it. So just really quickly, as anyone knows, during the Blitz, there was a total blackout. You couldn't yeah. have lights on anything like that. The Germans had figured out how to map using uh, radio beams mm. where they crossed them over and they had the sound and they heard it intersect and they're yep. like, we're over that city and they just dropped their fucking bombs. The British figured this out. So it would project a third beam and throw them off target. Noise. Just incredible. Like early radar was just amazing with the shit they did. Yeah, this was the days when you could, you know, wave your, your laser in the sky and not go to prison. <laughs> if this was a world war, you'd be thanking me for doing this. The bombing campaign resulted in the damage of over 2 million structures yeah. across the UK. Over 1 million structures were destroyed. There were over 40,000 civilian deaths, men, women and children, and thousands of more people were injured, as well as a countless number of animal lives lost. Bombs rained down on London and flames roared through the buildings as the Luftwaffe launched a relentless campaign of wave after wave of attacks. Like, we, we hang shit on Britain, but fucking hell. But they can take a pounding better than you. <sighs> Yeah, hats off. This is the I think this is this is what they keep trotting out whenever anyone's like we should become a republic, but they're like, no. If you remember the Queen Mother, they wanted to whisk her out of London, and she was like, no, I will stay here with the people. Sorry, the Queen. The Queen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they always trot out. Yeah. And good honor. To the Luftwaffe. Now, there are a couple of types of bombs that were being dropped. Basically, there were different ordnance. Basically, you would just have huge bombs that would just... Just destroy everything. Huge craters. There were other weapons that weren't so much about the huge explosion. But what they would do was create intense, incredible fires. Incendiary bombs. Yes, which just make everything catch fire and then like a whole city blocks are burnt down. Cities are burnt down. So, So, nasty weapons. Very nasty weapons. Enter possibly the greatest hero of the Blitz. Selfless. Right. Brave. Short-haired. A great Dane uh-huh. named Juliana. Juliana. Who risked her life to save the life of her best human friend and its family. And in doing so, saved an untold number of lives and homes. Oh, what a dog. Also while sending the most British message of what she jolly well thought of the Germans... And they're bullshit. <laughs> this is the most English response to anything ever. Okay. I like to think the Queen did the same thing at, at Buckingham Palace. If one of these had plopped into her lounge room, as it did for this family, I'd like to believe the Queen would respond the same way. Yeah. Mm. In April of 1941, another night fell. As did a relentless release of bombs... Over London. One of these came crashing to earth. One such bomb fell through the roof of a London house. Came through the roof. Yeah. Hadn't detonated. Came through the roof. And landed in the house where Great Dane Juliana lived with her best human friend, Mr. W.T. Britton. (laughs) That was his name? Well, best name ever to be defeating Jerry. Yes. <laughs> so Juliana Britton responded appropriately. 
Just what do you do when one of Jerry's bombs comes crashing in through the ceiling and lands unexploded in your living room? You offer a cup of tea. As the humans looked on frozen in terror. Because they're like, holy shit, how the fuck did that not go off? Yeah. Because realistically, that bomb should have come through and then obliterated them. Yeah. Just firewall everywhere. But it didn't go off. But then the bomb began to spark. Oh, Jesus. No, fuck that. And fizzle. Fuck that, run. And burn. Oh, no, no. As he told his family to flee, Mr. Britain halted. Juliana. The dog. Did not come to Mr. Britain. Mr. Britain looked on at Juliana Britain, the Great Dane. Juliana Britain, the Great Dane, looked on at the now on fire bomb in her family's dining room. Yep. And she unleashed her outrage (laughs) at the indignant act. Right. And much against Mr. Britain's commands, Juliana strode over to the fizzing, burning bomb. Right. And she pissed all over it. She pissed like a Great Dane that hasn't been outside for eight hours can. She pissed with the force and velocity that only a Great Dane with a two-litre-sized bladder can do. For king and country. For king, for country. Juliana Britton pissed and she kept pissing until that bomb went out. This is possibly the greatest propaganda of the Second World War apart from the Iwo Jima flag. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a very British bit of propaganda. Can you imagine coming to that to the Ministry of Propaganda with just, I got one for you, the, the, the pilots eating carrots? That's a good one. I mean, that managed to hide radar for so long. The mm-hmm. fact that pirates, the pilots eat the carrots. Mm-hmm. The carrots mm-hmm. gives them supervision. What about a dog that puts out bombs with its piss? Yes. And everyone's like, look, it's been a long war. Um, maybe she get some sleep, Thomas. No, she did. She, she really did. did. She put out that bomb. Th- this not is only, not propaganda. This really happened. Genuinely, honest to God, is in the history books as happening. Well, the British history books have always been a very fair and accurate representation. Written by the winner. She yeah. <laughs> pissed that bomb out, saving her life, her owner's life, the life of her owner's family, as well as all of her neighbours and her community and stopped that block from burning down. That's amazing. The bomb was later taken away by authorities, presumably in gloves, to be disposed of later. Juliana Britton was awarded the Blue Cross Medal for Bravery. Now, originally the the Blue Cross Medal, it was awarded to all the horses that served in World War I. Right. For all their heroic deeds. It was then expanded to people who did very brave and heroic things to save animals during the war. It was then expanded to, it could then be presented to animals that did very brave and heroic acts. That saved people. Knowing my audience very well right now, in mm. that you're an animal lover, I love the fact that the British Army in World War One ascribed a very human trait, mm. very anthropomorphic trait of bravery to a horse and gave it a medal before women could vote. That's amazing. Britain's not fucked up at all. It's the bravest horse you've ever seen. But Juliana Britton's bravery was not over. No? This was only her first Blue Cross medal. Okay. Yeah. 
Do you feel bad now? I can Do you ma- feel bad now? You've taken her name in question, questioned her acts. I'm just saying the Nazis were very good at propaganda. The British, not so much. Can yeah. you imagine Joseph Goebbels getting this little intelligence report? <laughs> we shall not tell mein Führer that the dog has micturated on the bomb. <laughs> Also very awkward. He's a huge animal lover, you know. I don't know what we're going to do. This is him. why we build the vengeance rockets. <laughs> unless they build a flying dog that oh can piss on it from the sky. <laughs> can you just imagine all these corgis just shooting out? <laughs> it, I would not put it beyond the British to get some kind of corgi catapult. Oh, a corgi pult. <laughs> to send them up in the sky. Piss those rockets out the sky like shit on a toilet rim. We will piss on them on the beaches. <laughs> we will piss on them from the sky. <laughs> Churchill does the first ceremonial piss because all he does is live on brandy and boiled eggs. He knows what it's like to have an eight-hour bladder full. If Churchill had pissed on a fucking bomb with his diet, it would have melted through it like the alien blood. In the fucking Nostromo, just straight through. <laughs> oh, but I think it's, I think this is like this is what Tucker like Tucker would be so outraged if you dare to like fire a weapon into like her nap time, or if you like knocked over her yeah. treat tower. Yeah, shit's gonna get real. Very real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you went to bed without her, oh, that's what they got to do. They got to drop you behind enemy lines with a pillow and just lie down. <laughs> And wait for Tocker to find you. <laughs> All these Germans running out of their bunkers scratched. Ah! <laughs> oh my God, and to make it worse, she's black. <gasps> oh no. I fucking hate it. The Jesse Owens of cats. Yeah, just no. ah! Oh my Lord. Three years later, in 1944... Juliana Britton again leapt to rescue. When the small shoe shop her owners operated caught fire. A small fire began but then quickly took hold in the rear of the facilities. Right. Juliana Britton noticed the fire, ran to her owners. Alerting them to the fire. Then went bunter on everyone in the shop, chasing them out of the shop. That's not what a Great Dane would sound like. <laughs> it does in a time of war. Okay. That's their special emergency DEFCON shit's getting real. Oh, they've got an emergency one? Yes. Right. Yes. You've never heard it because you've never been through a war, all right, Mr. Had it easy my whole life. I just love the fact that the British aristocracy would have heard about this dog and just gone, you know, we could save on public utilities by not having a fire brigade, but rather oh. a well-placed kennel full of dogs. Oh. We train the dogs to urinate on the fire. Oh. Yes. Yes. Perhaps using uh, images of Indians and uh, other such things we could train them to use. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 Oh, my God. But, oh, my God. What, what, what are we going to feed it? Like, surely we'd have... Oh, um, how many orphans do you suppose we have sitting around? They're all in Ireland. We could transport them over here. Yes, yeah. Stop them eating those potatoes. <laughs> so she ran around, <laughs> alerting everyone to the fire, as well as people in the neighbouring buildings, <laughs> that there was a fire. And so every single person managed to get evacuated and no lives were lost. Right. Can't really blame the Nazis for that one, though. No, I think there's probably a Nazi hiding out, just trying to smoke their little, like, suck on a little sausage out the back, and they just lit it up accidentally. Yeah, I mean, when when Hitler had to abandon Operation Sea Lion with his sea invasion of England, Mm. he was just like, "Let's, let's just pair it back, and they're like, just... We need to save some more money until it's like, okay, can one guy go and start a fire in a shoe shop? It's a start. It's a start. We didn't Just don't start pick the, the fire. Don't pick the house with the fucking dog in it that pisses out bombs. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> Foiled yet again. That's why they kept losing. Fuck. No wonder Hitler poisoned his dog. <laughs> it's probably just like, you little fucker. What have you ever done? Apart from be a loyal, loving friend to the worst person who ever lived. No, because you know what it is? Because just like 
Cats and dogs are such a good judge of character. Yeah. I think the jo- the dog just sat him down and was like, you know what? You're a cunt, mate. All right? Your therapist is wrong. It's not other people. It's you. <laughs> it wasn't the Jew. It's you. It's fucking you. And then all Hitler heard was... And he's like, quick, it's got to piss on my bomb. It is very, very true, though, that dogs are a good judge of character because watch the footage of Hitler mm. at the eagle's nest with Ava Braun and all these people and his dog, Blondie, that he poisoned when he yeah. tested his cyanide capsules out on. That dog fucking hates him. You can just see it's like that fucking vegetarian with the shit moustache. <laughs> Fuck him. Never takes me for walks. Always practising his yelling. Yeah. Oh, it's just, oh, oh, fucking, oh my God, I've got to get a measure. Oh God, now I've got to take it another little middle. Oh, measure, measure my moustache. For fuck's sake, dude. Get a life. Worst moustache ever. Never thrown a fucking stick in his life. Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah, that dog hated him. He That's did. why he poisoned the dog. I reckon the dog was like, you, you're a cunt. You're a fucking. They even don't like you. <laughs> That's why you're here in this bunker by yourself. Oh, here with all your friends, are you, mate? <laughs> The strata people behind the bunker probably said he couldn't have a dog. <laughs> so he just dressed it in like a little Luftwaffe outfit. <laughs> this is not the dog, it is going. <laughs> yes. You know how he likes to play the dressy dress-ups. <laughs> look, he's a fat heroin addict. <laughs> yes. It's so what they all look like when they're coming down. <laughs> look, he's stealing things from you. Heroin addict. There is also just a very good point that Hitler was just so high on fucking meth he didn't know what he yeah, was doing. Yeah, the, the daily um, vitality injections that he had that were just... Oh, pure meth! Fucking meth, cocaine, but he also had like morphine, fucking laudanum, all sorts of shit. That guy should have been on a bus with a PlayStation 2 in a shopping bag. He was fucking cooked. A hundred, that's all these, like, I'm just going to say it, fuck knuckles who were all like, oh, pro-Hitler. Like, now, you may as well just follow a fucking junkie around in the fucking Arndale shopping centre because that's the fucking quality of leadership and good ideas you're getting behind. Yeah. Dickheads. No wonder his dog hated him. Most junkies wouldn't kill their dog, though. Yeah. He was just a piece of shit. Just a piece of shit. He really was. Yeah. <sighs> you know what it is? Probably because Blondie wouldn't piss on him. Probably. He was on fire and the dog was like, nah. <laughs> nah. Oh, you bastard. I'll get my revenge. Oh, Lord. So, Juliana was awarded her second Blue Cross Medded for annual bravery. Animal bravery, sorry. Animal bravery. <laughs> it kind of feels like she's popping one out every That's year. That's such a British thing too. Oh, it's on fire. Oh, I've done mine for this year. Yeah, I've done mine. Sorry, find someone else who's due to be a bravery person. Oh, God. Is it my turn yet? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. But the story of Juliana Britton was almost lost to history. Really? Hmm. Juliana's heroic... Actions were brought again back into light in 2013 when a portrait of her and one of her medals were actually found. Auctioneers conducted a house clearance of a property in Bristol and in there they discovered Juliana's second medal Well, wow. for saving the people from the shoe shop fire. Whilst they continued to go through the other op- items, they also discovered a watercolour portrait of Juliana. A plaque attached to the portrait reads, Juliana awarded a medal for extinguishing an indiscary, indis, 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 indiscary, indis, incendiary, 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 Dairy bomb. Fucking bomb. Let me try that again. Juliana awarded a medal for extinguishing an incendiary bomb. April 1941. The plague goes. The plague. The plague. I've had a very long wait. Yeah. My cat went in for dental surgery yesterday. I'm just feeling very stressed. The plaque read, To Juliana, for the second time, saved her master's family from fire. 
Wow. Because you don't believe, would you like to see? I want to see the portrait. Well, the first thing we have, this is her second medal. So this proves the medals actually exist. Propaganda can have real medals. (laughs) It's a very pretty medal. All right, we're from the right side. We don't have propaganda. No. All right? The right side doesn't have propaganda. We have facts. We have history, yes. Would you like to see a picture of the beautiful lady herself? Yes. That is a very regal portrait. She's a motherfucking life-saving hero. Not one, but two. She is the John Rambo of dogs. Mm. How many purple hearts has he got? Three, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. (laughs) That's, She's a pretty close second. What a fantastic portrait. I mean, this makes all those portraits of dogs playing poker <laughs> look like they're just the most lump and prowl fucking... <laughs> come on, now that you've seen that portrait, come on, tell me that's not a face that is like, ah, it's what I think of you, Jenny. I'm calling this propaganda dog from now on <laughs> because that is, that is very much a propaganda portrait. No, that is... A- Beautiful doggo who loved her people so much. Yes. She would risk her own fanny to her, her dog who piss on a bomb. <laughs> yes. Oh. So the medal and the portrait were found, which belonged to a relative of Juliana's owner. Auctioner Philip Taubenheim. Oh, he snuck over after the war. Of Watton Auction Rooms. He might have been the guy who set fire to the fucking shoe shop. Yeah. Circle of life. He says, it's a remarkable story. People usually like to hang on to things like this. It's only because the family became estranged that the piece came on the market. Oh. Mr. Bob estimated... The lot of her medal, of Juliana's second medal, and Juliana's portrait to be sold for £60 at auction. Enter unknown bidders. (laughs) And Juliana's memory lives on for the princely sum of £1,100. Banksy probably bought it. (laughs) He's going to repurpose it as two wars, one dog. (laughs) The auctioneer told people at the auction, I've never heard of a dog being able to extinguish a bomb before. One can only assume this was a great Dane with an even greater bladder. (laughs) Fucking hell. These items tell a fantastic story and highlight the often forgotten role that animals play in war. Which is true. Very true. But Juliana's story did not have a happy ending. Besides being a twice decorated hero of the realm, she died only one year after the war ended. No. Because she could survive Jenny. She could survive bombs. She could survive fire. But she could not survive the fact that people are shit cunts. Oh. When an unknown person, presumably jealous of her fame, yeah. slipped poisoned meat through the letterbox of her owners, which Dane Juliana greedily ate up and died sadly from poisoning. Holy fuck, that's an awful end. Imagine surviving the war just to die because people are shit. Yeah, someone's sick of a barking dog so they kill a war hero dog. Twice decorated! Wow. Twice decorated. This is why you didn't get any fucking Phillips medals, Philip. There's no, there's no grandeur to you. There's no glory. No, Philip had quite a few medals. 
Not that Philip, the other Philip. Lived down the road. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Juliana, however, lives on in the Guinness World Records. As she is the most Blue Cross medals received by an animal. One Juliana Britton, the Great Dane of yeah. the London Blitz. So I think we've established the two worst people of World War Two here. Adolf Hitler. Yes. And the prick that poisoned that dog. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Although they say that Hitler didn't die in that bunker. One and the same. He was a vengeful man. Long, long plan. <laughs> oh my God, maybe that's why he killed Blondie. Blondie was trying to send a message out. Bit of practice. He's on, he knows who you are. Yeah. Woof, 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 woof. Pause code. <laughs> <laughs> there we go <clears throat> So join me Raise our glasses everyone A non-alcoholic Italian beer There we go To the forgotten heroes That came They saw them They pissed on and the peop- freedom And the people that impersonated heroes To come in you Well like my grandma She fucked real heroes He was a a New York fireman. I'm going to find him one day. I'm going to trace him down, and just so I can be like, ha, yeah, ha. I'm literally just going to do that, and then we're just going to walk away. And he's be a like, mole cop from Staten Island. He's not a mole cop from Staten Island. Yeah, he's a tall, muscular, red-headed fireman <laughs> that I had sex with, <laughs> and his back's probably never been the same ever again. And God. Damn, for liberty! <laughs> Do you remember his first name? <laughs> uh, oh, the nameless hero. Chicken. <laughs> uh. I'll accept my green visa card in the mail at any moment. Yeah. yeah. And also trust trust your pets. If your pets if your pets don't like people. No, they're they're always bang on. Call crime stoppers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let them near your children. Move, in fact. Just yeah. move. Quit your job. Move. Serial killer. Unless you've got a chihuahua. Those little shits don't like anyone. Oh, don't, don't say that. They'll hear you. <laughs> what are we doing? Ah, but anyway, so, yeah, just go off and uh, find yourself uh, a real mothman, preferably one that works for the New York uh, Fire Department, and do your bit uh, for your nation. because Or someone else's. Real patriots eat the carpet. Was he a patriot? No. The fucking coward. What? Yeah. I was doing my bit. He was he, like, <laughs> they'd done enough, all right? They'd done enough. He'd suffered enough. <laughs> suffered enough? You took your own body like that. <laughs> it was very sweaty. It was a very warm night. It shouldn't deter anyone. Just, you've done your part. You've done your part. You don't need to do more. (laughs) You be the bomb. I'll be the Great Dane. Late. Oh, God. Let's just end this madness now. I'm pressing stop. To pets. To pets.